This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tim Stating the Obvious. In the last episode, we talked about the uh, Deloitte Gen Z and Millennial Survey Report of 2023 with this generation's expectations on business. In this episode, we're going to be talking about their financial concerns according to the Deloitte Report. So let's dive right into this. We're going to have to separate Gen Z and Millennials for this part because the top concerns are a little bit different. Not vastly different, but different enough uh, to make sure that we understand the difference between the two. However, Gen Z and Millennials both have cost of living as their top concern. Then this is where it's different. Gen Z states unemployment, climate change, mental health of their generation, and crime and personal safety are their top concerns. While millennials state that climate change, unemployment, healthcare, and disease prevention, then crime and personal safety are their top concerns. This is an interesting fact. Gen Z has a more optimistic outlook on their financial future more than millennials. Over half of Gen Z and Millennials are living paycheck to paycheck, and this is an increase uh, since their last study in 2022, which is understandable with the highest inflation seen in 40 years, not to mention the rise of part-time jobs that businesses are going to afford to be able to pay for higher wages and benefits. Oftentimes, organizations will hire more part-time employees to avoid providing benefits. According to Deloitte, they state that people are looking for jobs because they're looking for more opportunities that pay more, not necessarily because they are disengaged. Employee engagement has a significant role here. I believe that if we can find a common ground on wages and benefits and job satisfaction opportunities, then we can reach this generation and get them to stay longer. However, because people are looking for higher wages to keep up with on the rise of inflation, these generations are also looking for side jobs to supplement their incomes. They leverage social media to sell products and services online, as well as provide services like food delivery or ride-sharing apps. These generations are more likely to be your Uber and Lyft, uh, Uber Eats, and you name it drivers. For some, money is the primary focus or motivator in uh, them starting up these side gigs, while others have found ways to monetize their hobbies. 46% of Gen Zs and 37% of Millennials have taken up either a part-time or full-time paying job in addition to their primary job. This is a 3% increase versus last year for Gen Z and a 4% increase for Millennials. Now, I have mentioned this before, Uh, with having the largest generation in the workforce getting ready to retire. With that comes the caregiver responsibilities of elderly relatives. To me, honestly, I love this number because it says a lot about the morals and values. I, for one, do not believe in nursing homes for elderly care. I just don't. No one is going to be able to love and take care of your mom or dad, uncle, or aunt like you and your family. People don't get paid enough, nor do they really care uh, to deal with this. And to all my healthcare professionals out there that do care, you know, my hat off to you because it's a hard job and you're not nearly paid enough for everything that you're required to do and you're severely understaffed. But I still stand by what I said. No one will ever love them 
like you do. So with that said, this generation is putting their values in action and taking care of their elderly. But with the rising cost of everyday items with inflation, taking care of the elderly, and taking on side jobs in addition to their primary jobs, we have seen an increase in secondhand stores for clothing uh, because people are choosing not to drive and save on gas and car payments and changing their diets. These generations believe it's hard to plan for their future. Now these numbers throw me for a loop when it comes to logic. Because studies have shown us that 71% of the people out there in the job market have a perception that now is a good time to look for a new job, and 51% of the workforce is actively looking or transitioning to new jobs according to Gallup's study. However, over half of Gen Z and Millennials think it will become harder or impossible to get a new job. Half of Gen Zs and Millennials think it will become harder or impossible to get a promotion. So 61% of Gen Zs and 62% of Millennials think buying a house will become harder or impossible in the near future. And with house prices and interest rates right now, it's no wonder why they have this perception. However, I do think it will eventually become more affordable in the near future. Uh, and near future meaning the next five to six years. Things are cyclical. It's a matter of how patient you are. And that could be, um, you know, just how patient you are and waiting for things to come around and saving and investing in the right things. And anything is possible. I do think that Gen Z and millennials are adapting to their uncertain environment. The financial strife makes it harder for them to plan ahead and invest in their futures. But it is possible. Among those surveyed, people think the economic situation will, will remain the same or get worse, so their outlook is not an optimistic one. But with all this feedback from the generational groups, the big question is, so what? So what they provided the, this feedback? What can we do about this? I go back to a couple episodes uh, that I did a little bit earlier this year about how leaders are not showing an optimistic outlook. We just found out in the last episode that business leaders have an impact and influence on how this generation thinks. We are not doing a good job of displaying confidence and optimism and not this false sense of optimism. I remember being in some very interesting situations where things seemed very dim and not, you know, like the outcome that we were going to do would be favorable or good no matter what we did. Then one senior leader came in the room and said, you know what, this sucks. This sucks a lot. Everyone in the room agreed. Then he said, none of that matters. What matters is, is what we're going to do about this. Let's roll up our sleeves and get to work. There are no bad ideas, no stupid ideas. Nothing gets left unsaid or unflushed out. I want to hear from everyone in the room, from the most junior person to the most senior person. And if there's someone that's not in this room that has a brain, get them in here and let's solve this problem. I believe that's what we need to do now. We have a generation looking at us and we need to display confidence that we will get through the hard times and come out on top because we are all in this together and we care about them and their future. To be honest, and let's be real honest, um, you know, we have first world problems and we have first world hard time problems. And what I mean by this is that if you have two jobs, that's a good problem to have. It's not ideal, but it's better than not having uh, a job with no opportunities to get another one or no job opportunity at all. Most people can feed their family then themselves and put clothes on their backs and clothes on their family's backs, even if it may be supplemented by government assistance. Majority of people are not lining up to get food that's been provided by another country, you know, in your neighborhood, just so you can just put 
something on the table. I know, I know some of you may think, of course, it can always be worse. But why does it have to suck now? Yes, we do not have it that bad, and we do not have what we expected. This is when reality and the perception or at, or the expectations this generation had in mind when they got older of what the world would be like. This clash of ideas versus reality is causing them to have this fundamental change in expectations, which takes some time to come to terms with. But we have a couple of options here. We can see the opportunities and challenges and rise to the top, or we can fall into the negativity trap. I'm not saying to have this toxic positivity, but we can be positive, confident, and work hard to bring about the things that you want. It's possible, and people every day are proving this. I mean, I was able to walk through doors and places I shouldn't have been just because I was confident that I showed that I have every right to be there, even though I didn't. And this is literally and figuratively as well. Um, You know, there are places where, you know, you're supposed to, you know, show certain things to get in. And I just kind of walked right in like I expected to be there. Nobody said anything. Nobody stopped me. And I was able to talk to who I needed to talk to and get things done that I needed to get done. So I want to end with this. Reach out to people where they are. If people are uncertain and have a negative outlook, it's because the facts they see have shown them that their outlook is bleak and they've drawn this conclusion. And we need to accept the validity of their fears and show them how to rise above it. We need to roll up our sleeves and get to work. Even if they say, I've been working and nothing is working. I've been doing this over and over and over again. I'm just not breaking through. Well, I would say this, no. You have found all the ways that haven't worked yet, but you will eventually find the way that does work. I tell myself this all the time, work hard, work harder, and keep working until you no longer have to introduce yourself when you come to work. Hard work and consistency beats talent any day of the week. The fable of the tortoise and the hare demonstrates this to us. So when we look at people who have made it and we think, man, they have it so easy. What you don't see is the countless days and hours of no sleep, um, you know, the constant failures and the small things and the small consistent things that they do every day to get the small wins that add up to the biggest successes. So if you find yourself in a situation going, you know what, my financial situation isn't where it needs to be. And I'm working, I'm working harder, I'm looking for new jobs, I have a job, I have a side job, I have two full-time jobs, I'm running low on sleep. You know, I, I just offer up to you, don't be discouraged by that. Because success or failure is determined by what you allow to discourage you. A lack of sleep is okay. A lack of fun is okay too. Delayed gratification of success is okay too. I'm reminded of a uh, survey done with kids and when it comes to uh, marshmallows and so they they went they went to the study and they they came to kids and they said okay here i'm going to give you one marshmallow and if you don't eat this marshmallow in 15 minutes i'm going to give you another marshmallow that's a hundred percent increase in what you currently have and some of the kids opted to say, nope, I'm going to eat the marshmallow now. I want it. I want the instant gratification of me eating this marshmallow. You had other kids who said, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait 15 minutes and I'm going to get double the marshmallows just because I have the patience. I'm not going to give in to my instant gratification of what I want. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to wait. I know it's hard, but I'm going to wait. And they did a study of the same kids who were now young adults. And they found that those who were able uh, to wait the 15 minutes and delay that instant gratification of eating that marshmallow were more successful 
than those that ate the marshmallow instantly. Now, what, what does that have to do with this? Well, it, it's simple. Right now, we, we live in a society and environment where instant gratification is almost everything. You want to watch something on TV? You can you can just go to whatever streaming service you want and watch it. You can go to even your cable service and watch it on demand. I remember growing up and you had to wait a week before the next episode came out. And you were excited and you were looking forward to that next episode coming out. And and you didn't get what you wanted when you wanted it on demand. Like we, we do with this even simple uh, you know analogy here of the marshmallow or with uh, television services of what we want to watch and what we want to do. So the same applies to our financial situation. If you're working hard and you're getting after it and you're not seeing the results you need to see, it's okay. Just keep working. It's going to come. It's going to hit. You're going to find the way that works for you. And if you're willing to do what other people are not willing to do, you're going to see success. You may not see it right away. You may not even see it the first year or the first four years, but you have to know that it's coming. That hope of your hard work will pay off and it's going to studies have proven this no matter what the financial situation is no matter what the inflation looks like if you're willing to put in the work and be consistent with it if you're willing to put in and delay your instant gratification on things you're going to succeed you can't just give in to every whim that you want you have to delay it and that's how this works so that's what we're finding um, with these studies is that it's not that, you know, people are, are not doing the right things because I would say a lazy generation would be not working multiple jobs, not having two full-time jobs, not having a full-time and a part-time job. That would be a lazy generation. This generation is incredibly hardworking, incredibly dedicated to getting after what they want. It's just finding that balance between how do I get financial freedom to do the things that I want to do and also have work-life balance. So it's a very interesting dynamic. I'm very interested to see where this is going to go in the future. I'm also interested in your thoughts. You know, what, what do you think? If you're in these generations between millennials and Gen Z, is this on point? Is this off point? Do you do you think that this isn't accurate? Or do you think, you know what, this is pretty accurate? I don't like how we're being portrayed and we're incredibly hardworking. I'm really interested in your thoughts. You can do that a couple of ways. You can either go to our social media pages or you can comment uh, on this episode and, and provide some feedback. So as always, I thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. And I really hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I would like to ask a favor of you, if I could. Please share this episode with one or two people who might like this topic. If you haven't followed or subscribed on the platform that you're listening to this platform on, please hit that alert icon so that you can be alerted when we post another episode. If you got some value out of this episode, please leave a review or a comment so we can help spread the show with other people who might be interested in this topic but just haven't found it yet. Again, thanks for stopping by. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.